All right. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of Complacency Kills, a contact podcast. And uh, today we're going to be talking about fencing and where it makes a difference for security personnel um, when they're deploying their strategy for perimeter security. So again, I'm Mike Witt. Um, I'm our sales and marketing director here at Contech, and today we have Pete Peterson. Pete Peterson, uh, <laughs> national sales manager for uh, critical infrastructure. Uh, obviously, I, I do a lot of stuff in nuclear and DOE as well, but today we're here to talk about uh, fencing and perimeter security. Yeah, so you've had a lot of experience, I know, in your background working with fencing from um, a adversarial standpoint. So yeah. can you give some background on... on um, to the to, to those listening what your background is particularly how you know very specifically with fencing um and then from there i i think we can hop into some of the different stuff that you're looking for when you're trying to defeat a fence what's important to you so my background specifically uh was a master breacher you know uh spent you know 14 years uh special operations with the marine raiders i got a lot of great training a lot of good experience more specifically in my last five years was highlighted you know against high consequence facilities um, we did a lot of breaching against those facilities and testing as well uh, research and development to make sure the high consequence facilities that we have across the united states that are guarding a variety of different things uh, have the appropriate you know perimeter protection and we would use everything from you know circular saws crowbars, we would clip with bolt cutters to explosive breaching, thermal breaching, uh, even ballistics. And a lot of times, you know, when we would attack some of these types of fences, you know, we'd hit the posts if the panels were really strong, you know, yeah. attack points there. Uh, maybe we would try and bypass or we would look for weaknesses, you know, where the connection points are. You know, a lot of times the material itself, unless it's just regular chain link, is, is you know, pretty sound. It's pretty tough material, a lot of it. And so to be able to uh, quickly uh, defeat that and get to where we had to go, a lot of times we would pick a specific tool, pathway, or attack point uh, to support that. So there's a variety of fencing out there that makes those types of attacks or the types of attacks that we would want to use, um, you know, significantly more difficult. Yeah. And for, um, it, this is a common question. It's pretty... Um, yeah, it's, just, it's pretty common, especially for those that, that are, are new to the space and, and they're trying to figure out what their security plan is. What is the best fence height or the hardest to defeat? Obviously, the, the higher you go, the more difficult, but at some point you have diminishing return on, yeah. on that. So um, just something basic that, you know, for our listeners, you know, um, because a lot of manufacturers will make stuff anywhere from six to seven feet all the way beyond beyond 12 feet, right? So yeah. So from an adversarial standpoint, is there a point where you just like, I'm not, I'm not going over this thing anymore? Well, I mean, you're going to have different tactical opinions from different, different, you know, different guys depending on their experience. Um, I can say for me, particularly, you know, the, we go average man height. You know, he's he's five ten in the United States. You know, maybe six foot or higher, right? So you want the fence to be taller than the human that's trying to climb over it. Uh, it also depends on what you're protecting specifically. You know, uh, a lot of times there's taller fences around switch yards and and other things for. Uh, several reasons, you know, there's equipment that they don't necessarily want people to see, and they also want to make it very difficult for you to get up and over. And the threat is criminal more than it is adversarial. Uh, for other facilities, depending on what delay you have integrated, you know, eight to 10 feet, I would say, um, is is the optimal height where it's difficult for someone to climb up and over. Uh, you can also put toppers on that, like barbed wire or other types of uh, delay uh, that make it more difficult for an individual when they get to that height to get up and over. When you start talking about you know, material, installation, and all these things, a lot of that becomes difficult for sites, and then it's increased yep. cost the taller you go. Uh, really, the delay feature that you choose, whatever fencing material, should be relevant to the threat that you feel like you're facing and sure. adequate to defend against that. So 
uh, height can differentiate between what the, the actual threat is. But I would say eight to 10 is probably the, I don't want to call it the industry standard, but probably, you know, for the average person, me or you, if we were a criminal and wanted to get into somewhere, yeah. that would be difficult for us to climb up and over, uh, depending on, you know, what our level of physical ability was and <laughs> our understanding okay. of that fence and the sure. material. So, which is kind of a good segue into like the the different levels of security fencing in terms of their capability, um, and then kind of what what markets they lend themselves to. So, like for like commercial facilities. So, a great example might be an Amazon warehouse, right, or yeah. a large corporate park and stuff like that. What kind of typically what kind of fencing solutions would you be recommending in an area like that where it's relatively low consequence, um, and you know they obviously need to have something to create. The two main things that you want to do, obviously, for the point of offense is number one, a deterrent is, is obviously the number one component. And then obviously the second being a delay of some sort yeah. to, um, to to give you time to respond if there's some kind of incident. So Absolutely. So for commercial facilities, w what kind of fencing would you typically recommend? It really depends. You know, somebody like Amazon, they actually have material on the inside that if it was stolen, you know, would, would cause the company some some loss, right? So if you're protecting material assets uh, in the commercial sector, really dependent on what it is. You know, I would want more robust fencing for maybe a place that stores copper, uh, right? Sure. Uh, or copper wiring versus maybe a place that's just, you know, stuff, right? Like right. cardboard boxes or cargo material or wood pallets or, or whatever. Um, but the, the reality is you mentioned it and I didn't talk about it earlier, but fence height also, it makes it ominous. It makes it look, you know, you're basically target hardening. You know, when you when you put a taller fence up, it sometimes gives the appearance that, hey, this is a more difficult place to come into. We don't want people to come in here. Um, but chain link, I think, would be sufficient for a lot of commercial facilities. But it really depends on what other integrated delay features and response capability do you have. Are you also watching that fence with a camera? So, hey, you can have a chain link that's relatively easy to, I can pull the ties at the bottom, lift it up two or three feet and scoot under. Um, yeah. Or do I need something a little more robust, like, you know, some industrial fencing that might have some ballistic or blast capabilities, uh, or just be more difficult to cut, more difficult to uh, pull away from the post, or just not able to. All of the material that you would be able to attack would be on the back side of that fence versus the front side, right? So I think for somewhere like Amazon, using as an example in commercial facilities, you can get away with chain link. You might want to make it a little bit taller. You may even want to put some barbed wire on it, depending on what you're actually protecting. And then also, you know, integrate camera systems or potentially other delay features like a guard force, uh, intrusion detection. Again, it, it all goes back to what is that commercial facility protecting? You know, for certain things, we can just do chain link and that would support and, and also the, the, the area that you're in. You know, the yeah. United States has a huge landscape of, you know, what criminal activity is like. So right. if you're in an area where specifically it's much higher, you may want to invest in a fence height that's a little taller, you know, delay features that are a little bit more robust. Uh, outside of, of uh, regular chain link. Sure. And so like kind of going up the scale a little bit, like once you get to airports, I feel like the larger airports have pretty fairly robust mm -hmm. fencing systems, probably honestly not as, as high as they should be because you still hear the reports yeah. of people scaling and, and, you know, running onto the tarmac and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But typically there, I feel like you see some, something more akin to like, uh, you know, the company we work with, uh, Perimeter Security Solutions, their, their, you know, IFI 14 Palisades yeah. style fencing, which is ornamental. Um, however, for, for, you know, anti-climb and anti-cut is still a very, very robust system and, and has those nice little spikes up top that, yeah. um, which I have seen, um, the, the, they definitely work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you catch a forearm or a leg on there. Yeah. It's definitely it's, impeding it's movement fun. and yeah. allowing, allowing response, you know, so airports vary. I mean, they have, uh, 
uh, just like any other government organization, they have a set of guidelines that they're responsible for protecting, you know, between FAA requirements and then just regular security requirements. Um, they have a fencing requirement. What you'll see at a lot of airports is chain link, uh, but sometimes you'll see in certain areas out by the hangar or storage areas or where there's access to aircraft, you'll see taller fencing, you'll see fencing with barbed wire, you'll see fencing with toppers, like the Palisades mm -hmm. you just discussed, or you'll see more robust fencing like embassy fencing, the style that has slats yep. that actually has, you know, some steel in there that's difficult to cut. Uh, you're not sticking your whole body through there and then it's got, you know, it's bent out. So it makes it difficult to climb up and over. Yep. So there are, you know, ways to get around that stuff. I mean, you can talk to petty criminals and, and sure. you know, former, uh, you know, uh, fellas that, that used to break into places and, and do things like that. Uh, as well as, you know, the military having to be able to get into facilities, both commercial and, and you know, air uh, airports and, and other type of infrastructure like that. Uh, the reality is it really just depends on what you're protecting again. So I think for airports, you'll see a lot more of the embassy style fencing, a lot more robust fencing like the Palisades. There are probably certain facilities um, on the airport that have more robust, I wouldn't say ballistic fencing, but uh, security enhanced fencing that allows them to create delay. And they usually have cameras and they're integrated with an intrusion detection system. A lot of the doors that go in and out of the airport, a lot of the gates are triggered, you know, balance magnet, or excuse me, <coughs> balance magnetic switches, yep. um, you know, and a variety of other uh, intrusion detection features that allow to you know the guard force to have a full picture of what's going on so if there is an intrusion they can detect it early and then respond you know immediately obviously we don't want people operating on a runway so yeah not, um, and you not see, like i said taller fences but then you go around to the back edge you know where it's right off of a highway it might just be simple chain link right. you know yeah. like you know, you're going to visibly see someone come over the mm -hmm. fence you know yeah. so in in high trafficked areas that there's a lot of visibility they may not invest in the same infrastructure sure if that makes sense yeah and, and kind of moving from there i'm going to go up to to what i'll call at least you know towards the the higher end of the spectrum and i'll lump these two together because they they have similar strategies um when it comes to fencing and mm -hmm. that's like uh high-end or high-level correctional facilities mm -hmm. and nuclear facilities and the yeah. fact that there there's multiple multiple layers of fencing with multiple layers of delay in between mm -hmm. said layers of fencing whether yeah. it be barbed wire bundles c, c wire bundles mm -hmm. uh spike strips cages, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, the case yeah, may be stuff. yeah um and and obviously those are the highest consequence facilities that we'll really talk about today anyways is obviously uh radioactive material mm -hmm. not a good thing you want leaving yeah. uh the facility yeah and, and and likewise um obviously on the correctional side yeah. you know we don't want you prisoners. know killers and <laughs> yeah. prisoners you know Human just cargo. walking out yeah. yeah walking out free so absolutely um so so with that being said can you kind of walk us through like what what you know a, a traditional set of fence lines might look like when we get to that level of security yeah you know you can create a significant amount of delay i would argue that it has less to do with maybe delay time than it does with cost efficiency right when you talk about prison systems they're not always as funded as we'd like to see them so doing some defensive strategies or defensive protective strategies and the whole purpose of a prison you know or excuse me when we talk about defense protective strategies we're talking about you know like nuclear airports they're trying to keep people that they don't want uh you know, on the outside, not on the inside. Right. Whereas a prison, the opposite, right? They yep. want to keep folks on the inside. So they want to create enough delay that allows officers on the inside to both observe, surveil, and then respond if they need to, to interdict, you know, a, a prisoner trying to make movement or control where the prisoners can move. So with layered fencing, you get a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, 
enhancements. The fact that you have distance between each panels, you know, two to three to four, just with five foot spaces between eight foot fencing, you know, uh, standard chain link, you can create a significant amount of delay in having to hop over all of them, you know, repeatedly. Obviously, if you put toppers or barbed wire on the inside of those channels, you can deter mobility, rip wrap or rocks, you know, that slows folks down. You can do that as well. And depending on like, like a prison setting might be a little bit more uh, they're not as concerned about the folks, you know, getting injured where commercial nuclear facilities, if American citizens are trying to, even though they might have criminal intent, we're still not trying to hurt them necessarily. We're trying to delay them so that an officer can assess and then decide on what the best response is. Uh, so two different, you know, ideologies on how yeah. to uh, utilize fencing, but the same concept. When you layer it like that, it makes it harder to explosively breach. You've got to use more charges if you're trying to go in. Uh, and to get out, there's a lot more effort that would be needed, you know, to cut fencing, pull fencing. Sure. And and prisoners traditionally may only have access to one or two layers out of the three or four. A lot of times you go past yep. these correctional facilities, you'll see they're layered, the fences are super high. It's a deterrent as well as visual to the 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 prisoner. Oh my I can't climb oh, twelve feet. I can't climb I mean 20 some of feet. these I've seen there's some of no these way. prisons look yeah. it looks like a top golf. Uh, Facility, exactly, man yeah. like those things are yeah they're riding high so yeah. um but yeah no absolutely and you know th there's obviously some other areas that kind of fall in the middle right so like when we get into the areas of like petrochemical and stuff mm -hmm. like that usually those are you know what we classify as medium risk when it comes to the type of you know the the robustness that they need out of their mm -hmm. fence lines yeah. um i think that but that's all increasing same thing like we've seen in the news obviously with mm -hmm. substations i think that's yeah. obviously coming to a to an affront now For where sure. um there'll be a lot more investment uh, when it comes to security fencing and yeah. delay features at substations. But, um, but again, uh, you know, here at Contech, uh, we got great fencing experts when it comes to performance, when it comes to making recommendations, we have a variety of, uh, fence types that we work with. We work with printer security solutions that does a great job, uh, especially on their IFI six and IFI nine, uh, wire mesh. Um, but uh, if you guys need anything, please reach out to us at info at contactindustries.com and continue to look out for more content throughout the month for more info on fencing. Appreciate it. Awesome. Hey, thanks for your time. Yeah, man. Absolutely.